into the home stretch. This is the Bennett Brothers Podcast for the Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. television show, and I'm Jerry Bennett. And I'm Joel Bennett. Thank you for joining us yet again as we talk about the latest episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., episode 11 in this 13-episode series, the episode entitled Stolen. Very few times in the course of cinema or film or any sort of video means has the the sequel been as good or better we're talking terminator 2 we're talking empire strikes back we're talking godfather part 2 can this episode live up to last week's episode probably one of the best in agents of shield television history <laughs> spoiler alert it does not but it is a good episode anyways but we're going to spoil the heck out of the latest episode stolen if you want to join the conversation, let you let us know what you thought about the episode. Go to Facebook.com slash Bennett Brothers Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at Bennett Bros Pod or send us an email, Bennett Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. Also go to patreon.com slash Bennett Brothers Podcast to get our mini casts. And the only way to get those mini casts is to become a patron, and that requires you to donate to the podcast itself, and that helps us out, and we do really appreciate it. A dollar. That, I mean, that's how that's how little you have to spend to get more exclusive content in the mini cast form. There's one up there, new one up there right now, and there's going to be more coming up. So definitely give that a listen. You'll enjoy it. You'll be glad you spent that dollar. The I one that's assume. up there right now is us basically trying to guess each other's top five movie directors of all time. It's interesting. Joel Joel strikes out on me, and I get numerous times. To, so numerous times. <laughs> that one's fun. Take a listen to it. See if you agree with us. See if they match what you think are the top five directors of all time. And another one coming up next month, already recorded. Pixar. That's all we're gonna say. Pixar. Pixar. What could that mean? But yeah, go there and check that out. We'd really appreciate that. Also go to BennettBrothersPodcast.wordpress.com if you want to catch up on every previous episode we've ever done. Let's just say Jerry and I are already in talks for what we're doing for our 300th episode, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that. I mean, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be anything grand, but <laughs> we, we've done previously on the 100 and 200, we did Electra and Howard the Duck, and we drank with those, and whew, good times. Good times. So we're going to do something fun for the 300th when we get there. Now we get into any news. Jerry, what do you got? The only thing I could talk about is I've seen the first episode of Umbrella Academy Season 2. It's epic, cinematic, incredible. I cannot recommend it enough. I'm excited for this season. I mean, again, the opening of Umbrella Season 2, Episode 1, was wow. That was great. I also saw The Old Guard, which is another comic book show as a movie, and I thought that was pretty good, too. That's it. Nothing else. Everything else is just rumors. That was a whole lot of Jerry news. That's great. <laughs> no, no, it's excellent stuff. I have not watched any of the Umbrella Academy. Not even the yet. first season? Not, I watched the first season, yes. Okay. And I'm interested in seeing the second season. I'm interested in seeing the second season of The Boys more. That's not until actually. a month. That's now. not for a while. And I, I have watched a couple episodes of Perry Mason, which I'm enjoying a lot, actually. And actually, you know what it makes me... Watching Perry Mason's... I was... I'm sitting there. I went down this dark rabbit hole of Dick Tracy, and I was like, I could go for a uh, a Dick Tracy in the style of Perry Mason or Boardwalk Empire. And I think only if be, Warren Beatty plays it again, right? I mean, I, yeah, exactly. Only if Warren Beatty plays it, as as he's what ninety now. Is Warren Beatty Beatty ninety? Hmm. Jeez, but that would be a fun. Uh, someone could d- do that. That would be awesome. Thank you, Hollywood. Okay, so we're gonna get right into the episode here. Stolen, Jerry. Your first thoughts. This was a solid, good episode. I enjoyed it a lot. I don't think it was, it was the last episode, but it was it was really good. You? No, oh, yeah. This was a, uh, again, moving the story forward. 
Is it, uh, there's, there's a lot of little stuff I really enjoyed in this episode, especially on the second watch. There's, you know, they're trying to make the villains a little bit more interesting, which I enjoy that. And yeah, we're going to talk. Maybe or maybe my opinion will go up. Maybe it'll go down. We'll find out here. I want to well, first say mi- this. Mr. Pierce's opinion in the Get Pierce segment. Get Pierce. Rough. He's, <laughs> uh, he, he's not, he's not a huge fan of. Well, let's see. How does he phrase it? Uh, he has issues with the person playing the young John Garrett, and we'll talk in the episode about that. But I explained who was playing with him, and he was uh, interested in that. But he felt that he his da- his acting he was more like Joe Pesci's kid than who he ends up being. <laughs> hey, what's going on? In fact, he, he he did an audio thing. He sent this to me. Oh no! What does it say? Hang on. I think my favorite part of this last episode was, there's a lady in here? No way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, he's not wrong. <laughs> I want to hear that. Can we make that a drop in this show? I want to hear that, at least that last part. Oh, every Whoa. time. <laughs> so, yeah. I asked him, I go, I go, when was that in the episode? He's like, that's when Blondie told John to put his arms in the machine to see the future. So, okay, that was great. Uh, and I, he's uh, realizing everything. So he also makes the comment here that we will probably be seeing Baby Ward pretty soon. And <laughs> then he asked the question, uh, so why didn't Daisy vanish when things happen in this episode? And I explained my guess, and we'll talk more future, but my guess is it's an alternate universe since so much has changed. He responded, so nothing means anything. And I said, it's, it's the journey, not the destination. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the MCU. It's the MCU time traveling. Different universes. So that's okay that's that. a, that's a general opinion about you know if, if nothing means anything. Again, it's just a theory, and we can talk more when we get to that part. Sure. So that's where I'm at. I, Thank you, Ed. Yeah, we'll talk about. It. Okay. Good. <laughs> this episode was directed by Gary A. Brown, who also directed the first episode of this this season out of the past. He is like I mentioned then. He is a producer on the show. He's directed a bunch of episodes as well. So it's he's he's he he's a a prominent uh, figure in the Agents of Shield television show in getting the show made. All right, uh, let's let's get on with it. Let's move on. We start our episode in a bar, and we get introduced to uh, Nathaniel. Obviously, we we know Nathaniel, but he introduces himself to a young John Garrett, played by James Paxton. James Paxton, the son of Bill Paxton, who played John Garrett. In the first, is it first season, season one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Season yes. one, yes. So I did not know this on my first watch. I so, didn't notice it on my first watch. I mean, the guy actually, towards the end, there's a couple of lines oh, that yeah. I was like, oh, there he is. So on the second watch of this, I really got to enjoy watching him and his his smile, his the way he says certain things. Around I, this time, he was basically... Uh, in real life, he was right. It was like right when he was filming Weird Science, so he's Chet from Weird Science. Yeah, I, I, I wanted him to get a flat top. That's what I was like. I wish he had a flat top in this. In this oh my God, why? But I'm, you know, I love this idea. I think it is a very. You don't see it too often. I don't know. Can you actually recall an instance where you've seen it's like a movie? nice greasy pork sandwich served on a dirty ashtray? <laughs> you spitting this? <laughs> Can you think of a movie or Stuart, a, tele- but what, what? a movie or a television show where the actor gets played younger by their kid? 
Uh, yes, but I can't think of it right off the top of my head. But there are ones that do that. And I, and I think I, I really like that concept. I mean, obviously, if we could de-age, if or if they could use, if they could get. If hey, they man, could have I just saw Gemini that. Man. Don't do it. Oh, yeah, Gemini Man. Well, you know, that, that effect is spectacular, Gemini Man. No, it's not. Oh, I totally disagree. Dude, it, it, I watched it, it, it on 4K. It works, and, were... and then it doesn't, and then it yeah. works, and then it doesn't. Oh, no, and doesn't. the story's not that great, but and there's there's a lot of gummy Will Smith in that. A lot but of that. Anyways. Uh, in this episode, I noticed, uh, obviously, we find out real soon that it's 1993, but I like the first thing they do is they show you the boom box, which I'm like, oh, okay, early 80s, which we clearly haven't moved forward in time a lot. Also, you mentioned that it's a bar. I believe this is still the Swordfish Bar, isn't it? It's the shield bar. That's why he goes there. And I also think they so, have yes. that they also have that set. So, You're right. You're right. You know, that tells me what it you know, that's that's like, oh, okay, just why not use the same set? Yeah. And Nathaniel comes in and he he tells John Garrett about his future. He shows him his power. So John's ready to sit down and listen because uh John has always been sort of an evil person at heart. Then we get our little opening here, which I believe is the same opening we've seen before, correct? The Tron sort of opening? Yes. Logo. And then we go to the lighthouse. Nice little appearance of a, a member of the Deke Squad here. This is the way Deke Squad should be handled. Roxy. Roxy Glass comes up. She has joined the Academy at the Triskelion, which if Coulson had not said, not said anything, I don't know if I would have put this together, but the Triskelion shouldn't be around yet. That starts getting built in the early 90s, and I think in Ant-Man, the flashback, we see it with Peggy Carter and uh, not Scott Lang, uh, the original Ant-Man, whose name Hank is Pim. Hank. Thank you. Oh my God, Hank Pym. And I believe we're seeing it being constructed in the opening scene of Ant-Man. So that would place it in about ninety-one. Yeah. So luckily, Coulson said something, or I would <laughs> never. I don't think I would have put that together. Someone on the internet would have, though. And then we get this nice moment here, which I think Jerry probably really. Oh yeah. Here, where Mac defers to Coulson as the leader. And that was something you've been wanting from the beginning, right, Jerry? Yes, and he should stay the leader. In fact, the only reason he's not is because they're able to say, like, okay, well, you know what? He's a robot, so we won't do it. But, yeah, he should be the leader. He should be the tactical leader. Mac, Mac has his moments, and I'll, and I'll talk about some of those in this episode. We go to a a lab. I believe this lab is on Afterlife. Uh, we get uh, – no, I'm sorry. What am I talking about? This, talking lab, about? this lab is in the lighthouse. It's in the lighthouse. Yeah, it's – I have afterlife coming up here. They asked the question, why is there no countdown after they fixed the drive? Yeah, and then they, and Jerry's going to explain why there is none. I have no idea why. Well, Daisy does, and so does uh, so, so does Simmons, so, so. but it, they try to explain it and why they're not jumping again, and I'm okay with that. I also want to point out that I liked when Sousa walks in, and he's very impressed by all the old equipment, yes, and they're very not. <laughs> and then Simmons and Daisy, they talk about... Uh, the last thing Gemma remembers. Yeah, the last thing she remembers, and her reaction to when the implant was removed last episode. Devastated. Devastated is the thing, and I'm, I, I'm, I stand by my hope from last episode that it is because she's remembering the snap, but I don't know. It, it probably does. It has to do with Fitz. I don't but think hopefully it's, it's a snap. hopefully it's a twist of the snap, but it's probably something to do with Fitz and some traumatic thing that happened. This has given me hope this episode because as we're coming up here, Deke is going to when they have their conversation. Once they call it out, what we talked about last week with, oh my God, obviously, you know, it was it was subtle. So I thought, well, since it's subtle, Fitz is obviously dead. But since they call it out this episode, that makes me go, oh, maybe that's not what it is because you wouldn't call it out. Yes. We go to the control room and the team is going to, they're talking about bringing Zha Ying to the lighthouse. And Rada's May is about to tell Daisy that Zha Ying uh, has another daughter. Gordon and Jaying teleport in. 
we also learn why they're sticking around because they make the decision that they can't leave Malik in the 80s. Yes, because they don't, and like, they also don't know when they're going to jump again. Mm-hmm. We go to Afterlife. We're introduced to a character, Dr. Grady, who's played by Jane, John Lee Ames, who's done he's a bunch of little like stuff. He's dressed like a villain. It's oh, so he's awesome. totally I love it. Yeah, absolutely. He, he was in an episode of Heroes, but he, he this actor is a younger actor, and he hasn't done a lot. He's done a lot of one-offs. On Heroes, was he introduced as a fight was happening behind a door? Yeah, and there it is. <laughs> he was introduced in the season that was better than the season be- after it, but worse than the season before it. Oh, that season. <laughs> Everything. I, so, Doctor Grady, I've looked him up. I can I could not find any sort of Marvel counterpart to him, comic book counterpart. You're sure is Grady, right? Grady, G R A D Y. Okay. It's not O Grady. There is an O Grady in the Marvel universe. I thought it was Doctor Grady. Grave or uh, we find out this character he was killed by Shield for using dangerous technology, and they were concerned that he was going to become too dangerous. And this is the scene that Ed Pierce is talking about. They show Garrett the time stream. Oh, <laughs> there's a lady in there. <laughs> what they're doing there with a the lady in there? It's like Jiminy Crickets. At the lighthouse. I like this moment here. Jaheen just totally blames S.H.I.E.L.D. She's like, you brought him to this place. But they actually did not bring uh, Nathaniel to the afterlife. No. They have. They just ended up going there. And Nathaniel has already known this about the about uh, afterlife. That's a good point. So they were gonna they're gonna have Gordon take Coulson to Afterlife. Now, when they talk about this, it's like I'm gonna bring you in and I'm gonna zap right out. That's kind of what they talk about in this yes. particular moment. Yeah. He doesn't yes. do that. No, he does not do that. But that's what he was supposed to do. Like drop him in, drop him out. And this is the moment where Daisy finds out where that she has a sister, mm-hmm. Cora, and she gets really mad. She's like, "May, why didn't you tell me?" Because May was trying to. Why didn't you tell me earlier? May explains that only, only to have Daisy later on go. To Jai, Jai like, why didn't you tell me earlier? And Daisy's like, I didn't tell you. I, I wanted to. <laughs> like, <you get> <laughs> I, 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 I did the same thing I got mad at someone else for. No, but May explains Cora is very volatile. Yes. And actually, the fact that I thought was interesting, this is Nathaniel probably saved Cora from committing suicide in the main timeline. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to talk about that a little bit later, that what Nathaniel's doing, the I mean, the anarchy is one thing, but it's... If you look at everything he's doing from his point of view, he's saved some people from being killed by S.H.I.E.L.D. He's transferring powers, although painfully, but he's like, these people didn't earn their powers, and they tortured Korra, and, you know, they drove her to almost suicide. Like, do they deserve their powers? Like, he's not—you can kind of see where he's You're coming You're going to Obi-Wan Kenobi this from a certain point of view. From a certain point of view, yes. That, Hello there. Exactly. Uh May explains, like Jerry said, what happened to Daisy's sister, Cora. And then Max says Daisy can't go on this mission. And I think that was a good call. And Daisy goes, you're not in charge anymore. It's Coulson. Right. <laughs> at, back at Afterlife, we get introduced to another baddie uh, by the name of Durant. He's he, Is that the baddie from uh, Darkman, Durant? No, but the actor. Because <laughs> that is Durant and the bad guy. That's a bad guy's name because it's from Darkman. There's also a basketball player named Kevin Durant, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, never, there's no more evil name than Kevin. This actor is played by an actor named Gabriel Sousa, so that that's exciting. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's done a bunch of stuff. He's actually a, uh, I believe he's a Hispanic actor. He's done a bunch of shows, uh, Spanish shows. All right. And we see Durant. He get, and by the way, I looked for Durant, and Durant is not a Marvel connection either. He gets Lee's powers. Lee being the Inhuman. And Durant is a mercenary. Knives. And then uh, we find out that Durant got shot out of the sky by S.H.I.E.L.D. 
and that's when uh, Garrett came in and saved him. Mm-hmm. And then they bring in Cora, and Cora enacts some revenge and fries Lee's Well, head. to do that, though, Lee antagonizes her right oh, before it. Like, if Lee had said, please don't do this. Please, I don't want I've to known you. I've known I, you since you were know, a like, baby. And we, and I, and I, agree I used to hold you. I agreed we made choices wrong. But this, no, but they were like, we need to yeah. have you be killing somebody. So kill right now. So he's like, you don't have the guts to kill me. Oh, I guess you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess I'll shut my big mouth. <laughs> what do you say about that, Garrett? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we go to the Quinjets. They're going to take the Quinjet in when they drop Gordon off. He's playing with a gun. They won't let Gordon have that gun, though. Should have had the gun. I don't know if the gun would have helped, actually. Couldn't hurt. Couldn't hurt. And D, we we see Deke back on to on the on the Zephyr. He is listening to his mixtape of the Deke Squad, Deke Squad. And then Simmons and Deke they talk about Enoch's sacrifice, and they talk about if Fitz is still alive. The fact that actually instead of uh, the jumps being pre-programmed, uh, yeah, they could have just been pre-programmed. In other words, it couldn't have been Fitz. Maybe actually, what she speculated was that Fitz was actually sending them all of these coordinates when they needed them at the time. But she's going, you know, the time drive could have been pre-programmed. Oh, I so. thought it was also time drives just following where the Chronicons are going. And now that they're not jump, there's no jumping with them anymore. But how That's is it following? Does it have a, oh, well, a Chronicon tracker built into it? What sure. does that mean? Is that the same thing that builds force fields? And it's, it's, they're somehow <laughs> leashed onto beams? it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's garbage. I, I, don't mind. I don't mind it at all. They have a time machine, Jerry. <laughs> they have a time machine. But obviously this is the part where they talk where they think Fitz might be dead and of course Deke doesn't believe Bobo is dead. So uh but it's out there. Not like a grown man using the word Bobo. Does the show have the guts to end on a sad note with him? Does does the show end oh, yeah. with, with with and now obviously if anything happens to Fitz, if Fitz is gone, I believe that Gemma will then go be with him a la an Amy Pond uh ending from doctor who for amy and rory which was a sad ending but i had a life ending that's how i would do it but does it have the guts to do it now again a joss whedon show would have no problem having that sad moment in there uh, and this is a show that is being you know showrunnered by his brother and his sister-in-law so who knows mm-hmm. on the quinjet gordon says he's going to take colson to a section that is normally empty so i gotta be honest with you when this quinjet does this landing here it is not the best CGI. Oh, I didn't even notice it. I was like, it lands. It was like, it's fine. I take it for it so much rain. I know. I was like, I was like, oh, okay, that looks okay. But the show has done so much better that I was like, okay, this, this pulled me out for a second. Hmm. At Aftermath, Gordon and Coulson, they teleport in. I enjoy the moment here because- They have a conversation. Yes, about it being- totally should have a conversation right now. About it being tingly, and Coulson really likes the tingles. Yeah. And then Gordon gets shot in the back. Colson goes, I give up. I give up, everybody. Here, here's my gun. Don't do anything. Don't do anything. I mean, I'm a robot, but here's my gun. Well, I, I think he's, he might be playing the long con here, potentially. This long con is getting Gordon killed? Yeah, I totally like that. Well, Gordon's not dead. Well, yeah. Thank you. I think, I think, but Colson's understanding something here. I like the idea that Colson's like, you can predict the future. And that makes Nathaniel a way more powerful villain now that he knows. He knows Nathaniel has, he has the time stream, he says. Yeah, he's got 94% that, that Gordon was going to jump in there. That's awesome. That's really a, a really a powerful thing for a villain to have. So they're making Nathaniel a very strong, a much stronger villain than he than he is, especially in this episode. And we'll talk even more about that. Garrett talks to Coulson. I, is, uh, here's my problem with this: is initially Coulson doesn't recognize him, and I think he should have recognized. Yeah, because I mean, he, he realized when he talks, oh, John Garrett, but he was friends with Garrett. Yeah, so he should have been as soon as he sees him, he's like, 
oh my God, it's John Garrett. You know, that should have been the reaction. And I feel, I don't like that he didn't recognize him initially. I agree. I completely agree with that. But I do like the fact that they bring up, he's like, I saw my death and you killed me with that space laser, which was one that of was those great mo- buttons from episode one or season one. But I also, you know, we get our nice little MCU reference here where he also really enjoyed watching Coulson get stabbed by the guy with long hair. Yeah. Referencing Loki. Let me ask you here. Does taking the blood from the Inhumans, does it remove their powers or does it just share them with somebody else? Obviously, Daisy still has her powers. And so so does Gordon. And, and well, Lee tried. Lee kind of had his power. Well, he's so he, weak. Yeah. He's very weak. Yeah. So I think it shares the power. But this process, if you think about this process, Gordon has his power to teleport. Every couple of days, he gets drained for powers. Somebody gets teleportation, and then he gets better and better. And they could make an entire army of teleporters you know, pretty pretty fast. Yeah, especially since that's one of the most powerful <laughs> spells you can have. Yeah. yeah, so they're transferring they're transferring Gordon's powers to Garrett. At the lighthouse, we have Daisy and Sousa. They're talking about uh, Daisy's relationship with her mom. And fascism. Fascism. Yeah, that was... Yeah, that was there. I do like this part, though, because when she's talking about, oh, I want to talk to my mom, Sousa's like, go talk to your mom. She's like, what about the timeline? He goes, timeline's already screwed. What are you, wh- why, are you, why are you even kidding yourself? Mac's parents are dead. I can't talk to my mom. It's like, go talk to your mom. Yeah. And then he's like, you'll go talk to her to get a different experience because obviously yeah. you were talking with her, this the psychotic mother that you had, but go get a different yeah, experience. Yeah, Sousa would basically say, I'd, I'd do anything to one, have one last moment with Becky. You know, basically, he's, he was saying it without saying the name. If I could have one last moment with Peggy Carter, I would do anything to do it. On the Quinjet, Mac wants to go look for the team because they haven't shown up yet. Yo-Yo wants to go. Mac's like, Not uh, letting no. Yo-Go. No, uh, which is, I mean, yes, Yo-Yo is now one of the ultra powers in this show. But Mac's like, they can predict, they can get Gordon, who's a teleporter. Obviously, Gordon did not teleport out as fast as he should have. But they can get Gordon why can't they could easily get a speedster too especially they can predict the future or, or she could have gone Shh, i did it i looked at everything i'm already done yeah <laughs> oh oh jerry <laughs> but I, I like that comp i like that concept and it makes sense for mac to go in i do like this next scene here when they come back and garrett is just about getting his powers he's oh like, yeah he's like he's like, he's like wait a minute i'm gonna lose my eyes what are yep. my eyes what are my eyes what about my baby blues and it's true because if you don't know why gordon gordon has the, the scarring over his eyes and obviously i think that's because of the uh, teragenesis but but it should have a it should have a physical purpose otherwise he's like oh when he got the teleportation powers he got uh you know small thumbs on his elbows what does that have to do with anything? Nothing. I mean, at least with that's like oh, at least, good old small thumb elbow guy. He's like, so when I'm lying down, I can like give thumbs up from elbows while I'm doing push ups or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, they call him Thumbo. <laughs> it is terrible. No, but it, it's like it's like it, it, the the losing of the eyes that Gordon has could correlate to something like well that gives him the vision to see where he's going because he's not distracted by his own, you know, cornea, his own visual complex. You know, he's able to see, or even when he's in the teleportation, that's how he's able to guide it because he's not distracted by wherever they teleport to, in and out, even if it's for a millisecond. So the fact that Garrett can do it without the, with, with having eyes. You know, at a certain point, there was a deleted scene where they cut to Gordon. He goes, you had to keep your eyes? Aw. Well, he gets heightened He gets heightened senses or something. He can. He's able to see things because of that. 
Yeah, but then, but like Garrett, it's like it's like I got the best part, and I didn't have to get physically deformed and yeah. look like that. Mm-hmm. No, I totally, I totally understand. And I like this scene only because it also shows him freaking out, which is very much like his John Garrett, Bill Paxton would do. You know, game over, man. <laughs> game this over. Is, this is very much like that. And I thought, I thought this was very. Why'd you nice. put her in charge? <laughs> I like that word that Garrett doesn't know the word teleport. I don't know if that's more of a a, a recent word. The word teleport. Uh, I, I mean, I mean teleporters. Was, they had him in uh, night nightcrawlers and telepoint. Tele, no, those are yeah, those are teleporters. Yeah, so you no, those are tra- no, those are transporters. Transporters, you're right. That's transporters. But no, nightcrawler has always been teleporting since 1975 in the comic books. So this is this is and they didn't invent it. But even if they did, you can go from 75 to 83. That's eight years. The word teleport is out there it wasn't i remember when i was reading the x-men as a kid going what does teleport mean i never heard it. it's like oh you're you know just it was you know telekinesis you know teleportation you know tell a friend i don't know <laughs> <laughs> telephone yeah he so they, they're going to use nathaniel wants to transport out and they know where they're going we don't know yet but they're going to the lighthouse and this was the moment where I thought he was—he sounded like his dad when he clear for takeoff, bud. And he does, and he, and he jumps. He sounded just like Bill Paxton at this moment, and I, I thought also, it was yeah. perfect. I also like that they had—they'd established earlier that you know, like I want you because you're also a good pilot, which comes into play later. He's mm-hmm. you know, so that that that's not out of nowhere. He's got those skills, which was good. At the lighthouse, we have Daisy and Sousa. They talk to Zha Ying. I love that Sousa was the one who's like, hey, this, by the way, she's your daughter. He basically cuts out, Daisy's like, oh, come on. No, no, no. I don't no. want to wreck the time. He, no, uh, Sousa doesn't say that he's No, the but daughter. he gets to talk. He's like, no, you need to talk. Oh, yeah. And I, um, yeah. And I, and I like the, he's, you know, but he goes, oh, yeah, she's from the future. Like, that's yeah. what they, they're from the future. And then Zha Ying tells her about Korra, what happened to Korra, you know, growing up and changed how she changed her in more ways than one. And they they have a moment, they have a moment here. Yeah. At this point in my notes, this is where I wrote down: Is this an alternate reality? Because at this point, once Jiang knows about it, that was like the straw for me. That the camel's back. Like, well, there's no undoing everything that they've already done. I mean, having Nathaniel be alive, having uh, Nathaniel and, and uh, Nathaniel's dad live longer. Well, just the having, Chronicons, having even Sousa leaving time actually still worked within the time frame. It's like, oh, he could have left because he died. So up to a certain point, all the changes that they were doing, albeit radical, were things that they mm-hmm. could be hidden in the time frame. Yes. Scrape. Even having Max's parents, parents yeah. die, he says, I'm alive. My me- Let's say Max's memories will be altered. That sucks for Mac, but everything was good. At this point now, it's like, wait a minute. Now we're mm-hmm. really changing the time frame. The time exactly. Now. Exactly. I mean, if you want to look back and see, like, Project Insight was done much earlier, so is that going to be done? Triskillian, yeah. Triskillian. So it changes a lot of stuff. So who knows? I mean, again, I think this is the MCU time travel. So we get uh, back at the lighthouse with Garrett transports in, and we get this weird moment here where Garrett has seen the Deke Squad Open for Twisted Sister. Now, we talked about this in that episode, saying, how do they have all these famous songs? They're in a bar. They're in a local bar. If they're opening for Twisted Sister and they're playing all the number one in hits In 1983, the Twisted Sister was not a big band okay. at all. They were they were a New York club band. But, these, the, but Deke Squad should band. be a much bigger band because they're having all these number one hit songs. Doesn't What's work. going on here? I uh, listen, have listen here. I, I'll accept the guy can teleport, but I'm not going to accept that those are number <laughs> one hit songs. We go back to aftermath. We find out that 
where Gordon Colson are, the door that's locking them in has been built to hold really powerful inhumans. I mean, I wish Colson would have tried the door. Yes. Also, <laughs> oh, I like yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see, I just broke out of these handcuffs. I have some yeah. skills. Or I could just break through a wall or something. But Gordon teleports him out. And for some reason, Gordon dies. Did he die here? That's what I wrote, but I read online. Somebody was like, did he die? Question mark. Yeah, I, it's I don't know why he would die. He used his powers, and that used up all his well, it's, life it's energy. Well, it's to show you that Daisy would have died had she not been resting and getting recuperation that whole time because she had all of her stuff drained, and then she had to go through so much, you know. Yeah, I mean, and I, that's why I'll, it yeah. does show that, but I also don't understand. Like, but here's the problem with this: Lee, who had all his blood drained from him, mm-hmm. tried to form the dagger, and he couldn't. And he couldn't, but he's kind of did a little bit. But he didn't die. Well, also, Gordon was taken... That was Lee right on the machine trying to do something. Which, again, his power is, I'm going to make a little metal blade. Gordon's like, I'm transporting myself and another robot body person from one room to another. I think yeah, but I mean, that's, a little bit more. Again what, again, what is the cost of superpowers? Is it like you have only a certain amount of times you can do superpowers? Or is it draining you every time? I know there are certain characters in comic book land that their superpowers drain them a little bit and they can only do them every so often the only thing i can think of is spawn but that's <laughs> you know in the marvel universe i'm sure you have a better example or maybe of a character who their power drains them the flash he has to eat more otherwise he's used up all his energy mm. i just don't understand why gordon dies why didn't he just pass out like it makes i think he i don't know if he died i there. would think he's passed out but because somebody else is going to die real soon i'm like oh no then he's dead because they're going to kill this other yeah. character off that's so. fair at the lighthouse, May ends up bumping into Garrett. Fight! And, and they have a fight here, which is a really fun fight. Except for May's last punch. I don't know how she got like 20 yards away from him, but she has to like run across the entire room. Here I go! It's just like 20 yards away to do this super punch, and Garrett has his time to talk and then teleport away. I just thought it was a pretty poor piece of editing at this moment. But I enjoyed the fight nonetheless. Afterlife. Yo-Yo, uh, Mac, Yo, Mac, Mac finds Coulson, and then Yo-Yo makes an appearance right away. And they take down Durant, which is a great little scene here where she just stabs him in the leg. They didn't kill him. And they free the rest of the Inhumans. Back at the lighthouse, uh, Nathaniel confronts Zha Ying and Daisy and telling Zha Ying that Daisy is her daughter. And then Zha Ying feels terrible about it. She's like, oh, you were talking about me. Why didn't you tell me, <laughs> Daisy? Uh, I didn't tell like, you. Uh, because I only tell other people that they, they're they supposed to tell me, but I don't tell them. Yeah, I'm a hypocrite. So Daisy quakes Nathaniel, and then Nathaniel quakes her back. And I love this line here, again, making the villain way more powerful. He's like, you know, I've had this power a lot longer than you have. And that was I was like, oh, yeah, he has. That makes – that's awesome. That means he's way more control over his power and he can do more with it. So hopefully we're going to get to see more. From what I heard, this last episode, which is again, there's only two episodes left. The last episode, they've spent they spent more money on virtu- uh, on uh, on special effects, virtual effects. This episode? No, this, the the last episode of the season, the series. Okay. They spent more money on that than they have spent in any episode. Where did ever. you read that? What's that? Where did you read that? The VFX are uh, the VFX director. Uh, he said that on Twitter or on an AMA or something like that. Okay. So look forward to a, a huge ending. Or maybe they just spent more money on it because they have to digitally make fits because he didn't want to show up again or there something. There you go. So, so then Ying just, almost kills Nathaniel here. Yeah, so I forgot. I didn't know. I, maybe I forgot Zha Ying has a power to drain life. 
drain life or to take powers i wasn't sure if it was both or yeah well no, i think it, i don't know if it's to take power it oh. looked like he was he was yes. graying out and this is the moment i uh daisy's just laying there watching I was very upset. Like, do something, Daisy. Do something. Well, she also when when, Nathan, when she knocked Nathaniel down, then she stood there over him, like, "Look it, I'm done. I've zapped you." But again, I get it, you know. Yeah, and then uh, Nathaniel kills Jaying, just snaps her neck. I mean, I'm assuming she's dead. She can't heal from that, I guess. But she's immortal. She can. She she's got super healing, like Wolverine. Okay, because she's living forever for a long time. So I'm guessing at certain points in your life, some bad things have happened to you. So shouldn't she be able to heal? Yeah, but I mean, maybe it's like when you break a neck, because she died before when, when Daisy's dad, Hyde, when Hyde broke her back. Okay, yeah. So I don't, know. all right, I don't know. And I like this moment. Daisy starts to kind of go supernova quake here. You know, the destroyer of all worlds. She starts to go a little bit intense here. And then, but May goes. I have one bullet. And I, I, I am one of the one of the best shield operatives ever. I'm okay with her shooting. I like the shoot, but she should have gone like bam, 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 bam. Oh, you that, mean like Susa does later? Yes, exactly. And and, and she did, and it's not like May misses a headshot. She just wings his arm barely. <laughs> like good thing she didn't miss all the way and shoot Daisy. I get it though. You can't kill your villain off. It's just, I know. It's just, it's it's just, just within just... continuity of the of the series. We're kind of like we're 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 going all right, fine. Which we shouldn't do that. There should be a, a better, you know. She shoots him. Yeah, as well, he's it makes quaking it makes back May at her, look... so it makes her like she's thrown off balance or something. Yeah, or he turns around and, and quakes the bullet down or something. It makes May look weak or bad. So Garrett comes in, and Garrett ends up taking Simmons. And like I said, I really, I when Sousa starts shooting where they were teleporting, I love that. He just like lets loose right where his head would have been. And great. So then, yeah. So Simmons is gone at, at the afterlife. We have Coulson. He confronts Cora, and he shoots her right away with you know the rarely seen icer <laughs> when they're convenient. On the Quinjet, we see that we see Mac and uh, Yo. Can icers switch from bullets to? No, I think they're just icers. Okay. We see Mac and Yo-Yo, and Coulson brings in Cora. We see Duncan's there. We see all the captured humans. Deke has headphones on, so he can't hear it. Well, he's on. He's on the. Yeah, but they're trying to get in touch with them. Yeah, because we're at the we're at the lighthouse. Sousa comes in, tells May that they took Simmons because they don't know what happened. Like, and he's like, they took Simmons. And Garrett and Nathaniel steal the Zephyr with Deke aboard. So it looks like next episode we're going to be getting a little uh, Deke Air Force One action going on. The button. And then the button. It's another Nathaniel one. Yeah, and I enjoyed this line here where he's like, you know, if the duct tape doesn't work, I can liquefy a femur or two. And I was like, oh, that's brutal. Brutal, brutal, brutal. And then we find out that every outcome where Nathaniel fails to succeed is because of Fitz. And that's why they're using Simmons to get to Fitz, which makes sense to me. Does that make sense to you? Yes. So she's they're going to use her to talk about Fitz. He can liquefy, get- he can liquefy the little... Uh, Dorothy or whatever it was in the back of her neck. Do we get Fitz? We have two episodes left. Do we get him in these last two episodes? <laughs> I yeah. hope we get him in these last two episodes. I think it's crazy that the main character, one of our favorite characters in the show, up there with you know Coulson and Daisy and what, he has not been in this season. Yeah, I don't know what to do about that. All right, so did it change your opinion on this episode at all, one way or the other? Uh, you know, as far as an episode goes, it, it's a it's an average episode, but there are certain things that I really enjoyed, and 
I, I enjoyed them making Nathaniel more powerful, able to know things that happen in the time stream and stuff like that. And I enjoyed, you know, uh, James Paxton playing his dad's character and just watching some of the nuances that work and some of them that don't. But I, I just really enjoyed that. It made for a much more exciting second watch. So if you're watching this before you watch the episode, enjoy that. <laughs> you? What about you? Um, I Again, still a solid episode. I actually think maybe after we we nitpicked at this, I think actually I'm, I'm a little more disappointed with, with some of this, but still solid all the way good. I enjoyed it. There was just a couple of points where we, I realized in hindsight, I'm going, oh, that could have been a little tighter. That could have been a little tighter. But that's sure. nitpicking, and I acknowledge it. So we are in the home stretch with this show. Can't believe it. I hope you're enjoying it, and hope you'll stick with us to the end. Give us some of your thoughts and your theories of how it's going to end. Please go to Facebook and just let us know. And again, oh, before I forget, if you ever give us a review, which we love, we will read that read at the heck am i saying we will we will redot it on the podcast as i will read right now we did get a review if i can find it what did mom say (laughs) let's see here all right this uh, review came in from kayak 2005 hi kayak what a great name i love it uh enjoyable banter five stars i started listening during the third season of marvel's agents of shield and have enjoyed all of the episodes they've done on it since i'm not a big dc fan and i don't have netflix but love the brothers talk and argue and make predictions about tv shows and movies they cover this is always the first podcast i listen look for after i watch this week's episode thanks bennett brothers for all the entertainment and enjoyable recaps jerry is much better than joel Wow, I can't believe they added that. That's yeah, I know, it's weird how that last little bit came in there at the end, but everything else is good. So again, Kayak2005, thank you so much. And if you would give us a review, uh, preferably five-star, we will read it, even if it's a good review, but then you want to slam us in there, probably me more than Joel. Please do that. That wow. is great. We love the attention. So thank you. And until next time, I'm Jerry. I'm Joel. We'll talk to you next time.